Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. is up wizards fans welcome to another believe in wizards draft podcast we're going to be talking about cam whitmore today freshman uh wing small forward potentially power forward whatever you want to label him out of villanova uh if you're not familiar with cam whitmore again he's a freshman player he'll be almost 19 years old but still 18 on draft night which is encouraging he's from odenton maryland so uh shout out in arundel county where i'm also from per game this year he averaged 12.5 points 5.3 rebounds 0.7 0.7 assists, 0.3 blocks, 1.4 steals, 1.6 turnovers, 1.7 fouls. He played 26 games. He missed several due to a wrist injury. He played 27 minutes a game. He shot 48% from the field, 34% from the three-point line on 4.2 attempts, and 70% from the free throw line. Just sort of the raw raw stats there. And I'm going to get into more about uh, Cam Whitmore's game, specifically with someone who covered him all year. I've got Tommy Godin coming on. Uh, he writes for VU Hoops. That's the Villanova SB Nation site. And he's also the host of the Road to the Garden podcast and, and the affiliated uh, Road to the Garden website. They cover all things Big East. If you want to know more about Villanova or bi- the Big East in general, like Tommy is the guy to follow. Uh, you know, he's in these media availabilities. He's paying attention to the team. And, uh, you know, whenever I need some uh, updated information on stuff going on with the Big East, I-, I check in with those guys. So they do a really good job. Tommy's great. And he provides some really good insight on Cam Whitmore coming up here in this episode. As always, we are brought to you by Stateside Vodka and their Surfside Hard Iced Teas, Hard Lemonades, Hard Everythings. Uh, they're they're all delicious. Whatever flavor you get, you can't go wrong. So make sure to check those out. It's that time of year where, you know, we're getting, listening to the summer pod. You need something to drink while you're doing it. I think that's uh, a certainly refreshing option for you. We're also brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all your basketball info, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds and lines and latest matchup reports for this year's NBA playoffs. BetOnline is your sports intel headquarters this season as we have you covered for all your sports insider wagering needs from basketball, MLB, NHL, golf, UFC, and boxing. It's the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your home. Get into the action today, so head to the website and join and be sure to use our promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% off uh, bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline where the game starts. All right, with that out of the way, let's get to my conversation with Tommy Godin, focusing on Villanova freshman Cam Whitmore. All right, I am pleased to bring on Tommy Godin of VU Hoops. Tommy, thanks for doing this, man. How are you? I'm well, Matt. Thank you so much for having me on. I think this is perfect timing. Uh, Villanova is always a, a place that Wizards fans wish they had more prospects from, and we might actually just have one guy sort of in our range this year in Cam Whitmore. Uh, freshman player, sort of six, seven ish. I guess maybe first question for you. Do we buy the six foot seven? Do we think he's actually that tall? Yeah. Seen him in person for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's weird that they measure without shoes at the combine. Yeah, sure. You wear shoes any other time. Right, exactly. Um, I've seen him six, five, six, 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 seven. Yep. Um, but any of those going along with 230 pounds is an NBA ready body and he's only 18 years old. So whatever it is, six, six to six, eight. I'll take it. 
Yeah, I'm with you. I saw him in person too, and and I buy the the height for sure. Like that's always a question with prospects of like how much do schools prop it up? And I think Villanova listed him at six seven, and uh, to their credit, that actually seems pretty legit. You know, like you said, maybe maybe a couple uh, three quarters of an inch, you know, one way or the other isn't isn't a big deal. But uh, you mentioned it, kind of a big presence as a freshman. You know, this is not the guy you're going to have to worry about needing like two years in the weight room to be NBA ready. Like this is a physical, powerful, you know, powerfully built dude. And uh, I think the Wizards could also use some of that too. For sure. Yeah. And to go along with his power, he's a freak athlete. I saw him at the the vertical jump. He had the second highest uh, vertical jump over 40 inches at six foot eight, 230. I mean, this kid came into Villanova. Uh, ready to go from just a physical standpoint. Uh, he missed the first seven games of the year uh, for the Wildcats. He had surgery on his hand, his thumbs specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, he just came in ready to go and and he just, he looked different than a lot of the players that that he won against this year. It's, uh, it's one of those things where obviously Big East basketball is great. It's probably my favorite league to watch, but I think teams maybe or people maybe more so think of of the SEC or the Big 12 as like the super athletic league. And and to your point, it did seem like he kind of stood out, uh, you know, amongst competition uh, in that particular conference this year. Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, Just from the athletic, I mentioned it earlier, but I mean, he's a a gifted, gifted athlete um, and he works on it. I mean, you see him skying up for rebounds and when we have a couple of those non-con games earlier in the year, uh, one of his first games back against Penn, uh, he had a put-back dunk, and it was like, whoa. Like That that looked like you just hand-picked an NBA All-Star and put him in uh, the Big East. But, yeah, I mean, his size and, and athletic ability is, is special and not something you get a whole lot, uh, especially at Villanova. Our previous general manager, Tommy Shepard, one of the first things he said when he took over is, we are going to get athletic wings and wings that can shoot. And we really haven't done that at all since. I think Cam Whitmore is definitely the athletic wing. Uh, he shot 34% from three this year, but about 70% from the free throw line, you know, sort of that typical measure of of translatability. I guess, do you buy his shooting long-term? Definitely, yeah. He was he got off to a hot start, kind of cooled off a little bit. Um, more importantly, I mean, he was 40% on catch and shoot threes, yep. um, which is promising. And you can teach shooting. Um, there's some things you can't teach, and and shooting is definitely one of them. I do buy his shooting, um, especially as a shot maker. Um, he's not, you know, a, a guy that will say, "Give me the ball and get out of my way." He's he's not there yet with his ball handling, but um, he's shifty, left, right. He's quick. His first step for a guy his size is incredibly impressive. So yeah, I mean. Um, definitely has the, I mean, his ceiling is through the roof, um, shot making and, and shooting. Yeah. I, I, I buy both. I've seen a couple places, you know, list like, uh, oh, he's got a tight handle and things like that. I'm, I'm sort of more of the opinion with you that it was actually like kind of loose at times, but he's such like a quick first step, like sort of explosive dynamic player that once he got somebody on his hip, it, it didn't really matter. And that's not to say that he won't make like a couple dribble moves here or there, but I actually thought that was the thing that that got him into trouble a little bit this year. Like he would dribble into traffic and have two or three defenders around him and then didn't seem like he kind of knew when to kick it out or who to kick it out to necessarily. Did you also kind of observe that throughout the year that that maybe, um, you know, he kind of navigated himself into some trouble at times? 
Definitely. Yeah. And that comes with being young. I mean, he'll still be 18 when the draft happens, but that was one of his shortcomings, especially more so the decision making. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I, the tight handle, um, we're in the same boat there. I, I'm not sure if I buy that completely, but um, definitely shifty. He, when he tries to do too much with the ball, um, bad things happen. <laughs> Whether he dribbles it off his foot, that happened more often than I care to admit as not only a reporter, but a fan of the Villanova Wildcats. But yeah, um, there's a lot of NBA. I, I did a little bit of digging around earlier because when you're so close to something, you kind of just want to take a step back and see what other people are saying. Mm-hmm. I did a, a little quick dive earlier to see if he had any NBA player comparisons. And I kept getting Jay Crowder and OG Ananobi. And I think he has better handle than guys like that. I think he's yeah, that's closer to a... a Jalen Brown type guy, maybe who coming out of Cal wasn't the, you know, he wasn't the sharpest, but he's winning on a team with Jason Tatum. And I think in the right situation, Cam Whitmore um, is, is going to be a winner. I actually like that comp and that's not one I've heard. And, and the handle is still a thing that gets Jalen Brown into some trouble these days, but it, it's obviously much better and, and something he's made some strides on. Some other ones you hear are like a Miles Bridges, just because he's another a big physical dunker and uh you know one of our wizards uh twitter buddies here throughout um uh, kelly Ubre as a comp earlier today i actually think that's a reasonable one i think Ubre, just for wizards fans like was a guy that people projected to be a shooter and and i but there there wasn't a whole lot to back that up really and i think that's where whitmore's at like there's the shot doesn't look bad to me there's some the maybe some stuff where uh he doesn't get a ton of elevation or the release is a little low, so he needs some time to kind of like be ready to shoot that ball. But I, again, I'm with you. I, I think long term, it, it's not it's not like the Thompson twins or any of these guys were like they're going to need a total overhaul from day one to be able to like hit a reasonable clip. Oh, for sure, he's going to be an impact guy day one. As soon as he steps on the floor, we talked about it in the open. He, his body's there, the physicality's there. Um, he's he's a smart player. I mean. Choosing to go to Villanova, Villanova is not a school that has one and dones. I mean, mm-hmm. it's been 25 years. Tim Thomas was our last one and done. None in the Jay Wright era. He came to Villanova wanting to uh, build his game and get him ready. I mean, looking around, you guys got guys like Mikhail Bridges, Joan Brunson, shining in the NBA, Sadiq Bey, the list goes on, and Kyle Lowry in their roles. And, and that's why he came to Villanova. And from the first day, that the first game that he played against Oklahoma um, to his last against Creighton, it it was certainly, um, you could see improvement there. So I can't wait to see what he does in the summer league. Last summer, it was so much fun to cover him uh, in the FIBA U18 USA uh, games. He thrives in the summer. Uh, he's going to do great things in the summer league. I think as Wizards fans, we're so desperate to have some of these prospects pop. And we've had a lot of guys that are solid, but but nobody like with star potential. Whereas like with Cam... I think there is star potential there, but he could also do some of these little things day one, you know, while those skills continue to develop and mature. You mentioned smart player. We love the fact that Corey Kispert cuts a lot for the Wizards. I think Cam Wentmore is like a really good, smart cutter. And and you can speak to this better than I can. But from my, you know, limited view of things, it seemed like point guard play was maybe a challenge for Villanova this year. So you didn't have guys necessarily you know, helping him capitalize on all the smart cuts and reads that he actually made. Definitely a smart cutter. I mean, his off the ball game on offense and defense is extremely underrated. Um, 
he's a he's an extremely smart cutter off the ball. He's a good passer. That kind of gets lost in and the numbers. People um pull up his he averaged around one assist a game. I don't have the exact number, but I mean that Villanova's offense, Kyle Neptune was dealt a tough hand. I'm not putting any blame on him, but I mean our our leading passer, Caleb Daniels, averaged like two and a half assists a game. Mm-hmm. So watching some of Cam Whitmore's passes uh in person you can see that he has the vision and he has the talent to be a good passer, uh, just put in the right situation. I'm I'm a little jaded because, I, and, and this is something I try to avoid, it's nice to be able to see prospects in person because I feel like you get a feel for physically how they'll, they'll hang in the NBA. But the first time I saw Cam in person was against uh, Georgetown at Georgetown, and he kind of struggled in that game. So it was like, I think they made a point of like not letting him do things he seemed comfortable doing. And it's like, well, okay, this is a little tougher to see, but um, I think he was in the right spots. It's just there weren't a lot of other guys on the team that were making a lot of plays for other people. Like he found himself in the dunker spot a couple times in that game, and there was nobody to really like penetrate and drop it off to him. And that's something I could see him doing on an NBA team day one. I don't know if it's the Wizards because we don't have a point guard that can get into the lane. But theoretically, uh, somebody could drive and, and kind of dump it off to him. He's also a guy who can go up and like catch lobs and stuff like that, which you don't get from a ton of small forwards, I would say. For sure. Yeah. Freak athlete. The lob he caught against Georgetown in the Big East tournament that was the the highlight of Villanova's um, Big East tournament, short-lived run. But yeah, I mean, on offense and defense, I mean, he's a guy that could honestly, realistically, play a small ball five. Mm-hmm. on defense as well i mean he's a willing and capable defender um i mean villanova center is six foot eight eric dixon so i mean uh, not a big difference just, there yeah <laughs> so tra- i mean traditionally nova doesn't have a, a huge center but um and Whitmore had no problem going into the paint uh being tough being physical with these guys and uh, that translates to the next level pretty easily the Wizards, at least the players, at the very least, have talked about next year wanting to play with more pace and and to be a little more active in transition. And I think as fans, we're all kind of hoping that they they make an upgrade at point guard that could help facilitate that a little bit more. But even with the guys they have, I feel like uh, Cam Whitmore is somebody that they would love to see running the break with them and could be like an immediate transition threat. Uh, and, and it seemed like that was the case at Villanova this year, where like he would kill dudes uh, just getting out on the break. Absolutely. That's where he was at his best. Um, and it was, it was so much fun to watch. I mean, uh, on defense his again, something you can't teach. He just has that natural instinct to get in between those passing lanes, intercept passes, tip balls, all of that stuff. Um, and hold Sega. I mean, you watch the DePaul game, he had two or three steals and two or three highlight finishes on the other end. He punishes the rim when he goes in. So that's, that's fun to watch and certainly an asset, uh, in transition. One of the questions we got uh, about Cam Whitmore uh, that I wanted to get your take on, and I think you mostly answered it there, but it was from uh, Leonard Gray, and he wanted to to mention Cam's defensive intensity a little bit. And to your point, there were a couple times where like Cam would like front the post on a bigger guy and steal the ball and then just take off himself. And you don't need the tightest handle for that. You've just got to be able to straight line drive. And if someone you know does try to foul him, he's like big and strong enough to finish through contact, it seems like. Yeah, he was good at that. He was definitely good at that. Uh, his freshman, year. Um, absolutely. Yeah, he can definitely front the post. Like I said, great instincts, and he's a guy who's shifty enough to cover. I don't know if he could cover 
um, smaller point guard like the Chris Pauls, the Trey Youngs of the league, but um, he he can definitely cover guards and go all the way down to the five. So yeah, he's versatile. He's smart. Um, Got to work on his rebounding a little bit. That's another one of his shortcomings. He's athletic enough to get up there. Another one uh, being when the game is out of hand, uh, either we're up or down by a lot or enough. It seems that I don't want to say disinterested because I, I don't want to come for him in his character, but it just seems like he had a couple mind lapses mm. uh, on the defensive end, just letting guys cut behind him and stuff like that. So uh, Neptune's a good coach. They iron that out towards the end of the year. That'll certainly get ironed out in the NBA. But aside from those two things, he's a willing and capable defender that will certainly translate well to the next level. Uh, that's great to hear. I, I think um, at the very least for this wizard team, if if you can defend multiple positions, you can hit catch and shoot threes and you can help a transition uh, and, and you can find open spots on the floor as a cutter. Like that's, that's an immediate role he could come in and fill for this team. And it seems like he's, he's pretty proficient in those areas. The, the rebounding is somewhere I think they need their three to rebound just the way Porzingis and Gafford looks, you know, looked last year together. It's, it's sort of rebounding isn't either of their fortes, it seems like. So, uh, but at least if he has the tools to do that, that's another area he could theoretically come in and impact. Yeah, he certainly has the tools to do that at the next level. And he's a guy, Cam, that's just going to put seats, just put people in their seats. He has superstar potential. He's a freak athlete, um, 18 years old. He has so much room to grow. He's got the shot. He's versatile. He's willing. Um, I don't I, – the Wizards were like – I saw some – I'm not too, too big in the NBA, but the Wizards were like one ball away from the number one pick. Yeah, don't remind us, man. You just had a bunch of people sigh audibly while listening to this. Uh, that that's going to be a pretty tough one for folks to swallow for a while. I believe that was the same thing in the Zion draft too. So uh, we're really good at being like close, but not close enough. My apologies, Wizards fans, but yeah, I I don't know if I certainly wouldn't take him over, you know, a guy like Wembenyama or Scoot or anything like that. But I mean, aside from that, the NBA draft is all about potential and his age combined with his potential um, should, I mean, if you guys can get him at eight or if you move up for him, it'll be a home run uh, for that franchise. I feel like there's probably a pretty realistic shot where he's off the board before eight. Uh, but again, it's, it's realistic enough that I thought this was a worthwhile convo, just how much people mention him as sort of like their number one uh, guy they'd like to see. And, and that almost guarantees he'll be off the board by eight. If, if wizards fans actually want him, um, but that, that's sort of how we roll. I, I think I mentioned a little bit earlier, I felt like at sometimes he, he would drive and, um, get a little tunnel visiony. And I think sometimes that happens when you're the star of a high school team and things like that. And now all of a sudden you're thrown into like a, a team concept. But I also thought that, that Villanova seemed like it, it sort of struggled with spacing last year a little bit more than you expect from, from Villanova teams and, and mentioned that sort of, um, lack of, of playmaking, uh, potentially. So do you think that like held him back from us being able to see like the best version of cam? Yeah, we have not seen the best version of cam yet. I'm certain of that. Um, the DePaul game, albeit a loss, that was probably the closest you're going to get. Villanova struggled all year with spacing. They didn't have a true point guard. Uh, Caleb Daniels, did a good job for what Trying. he could do. He's not yeah. a true point guard. Mark Armstrong was a combo guard coming out of high school. So you have Slater and Dixon who are all six, seven and six, eight, and you throw cam in there and 
it's it's just a mess. It's a traffic jam. And yeah, his shortcomings definitely would be his decision making and and carelessness. And he drives to the basket, dribbles it off his foot, albeit um trying trying to do too much. So yeah, I I do think he has a little bit of tunnel vision, but um that'll that'll get ironed out at the next level. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um Friend of the show, Damo asked. Uh, he he said sort of concerns for him about it were were lack of playmaking and then just sort of his half court game. And I think we've talked a good about the playmaking, uh, so we can we can just kind of focus on the half court game here a little bit. You mentioned forty uh, percent on catch and shoot threes, so I think he can be a spot up threat. He can also attack closeouts. That's probably uh, like a right away early role he can play. Uh, but again, this was my take. It seemed like he was much more comfortable as a shooter in those instances where he did have time to kind of set up and be squared away and take like a full rhythm jump shot. Uh, but then you'd see other times where he, he seemed to really love that step back move. And uh, it, it looked pretty advanced, I think for, for a high or for a college freshman. If he can get that down, that step back kind of shifty dribble move. I mean, we're talking about a guy that's a perennial all-star. Um, his shot is, slow his release is slow again that can be taught but um yeah he moving off the ball you were talking about it earlier he's an outstanding cutter um he knows the game of basketball very well he's extremely smart in the half court set um he's not a guy that's going to handle the ball not this point of his career um and you shouldn't really be expected to be anyway six eight two thirty just yeah, sure. give him the ball and go. but um yeah, he's going to be just fine in the half court set. Extremely smart, good cuts. And I think if he can speed up his release a little bit, he'll be an extremely effective shooter at the next level. Uh, das Turbo asked, can he make a left-handed layup? If so, draft him. Uh, that's a joke for Wizards fans because we have a couple of players that we're still not sure can make a left-handed layup, even unguarded. It seemed like him loved to dribble or sorry, drive baseline, uh, but especially from the left side of the court. And he didn't always finish with his left, but he was a proficient driver from the left side of the court. At least it seems like to me. I got good news for the Wizards fans. Cam's actually ambidextrous, so he there can shoot go. with his left and right hand, and uh, he's proficient at both. <laughs> I love it. That's music to our ears. Uh, and let's see. Last one we got here. Justin Russett asked, would he be willing to pull an Eli Manning and demand to only play for the Wizards? Uh, we can only hope so, uh, Justin. That would that would be very nice. Uh, I think that's kind of all I got for you here, Tommy. Anything else that Wizards fans should know about Cam Whitmore? You're, you're around this team and program and you hear a lot of these things. Uh, what's sort of the vibe with Cam? Is he a well-liked dude, good teammate, that sort of stuff? Cam's a great guy. Uh, I got the chance to spend a good majority of the last year with him, uh, seeing him two, three times a week, media availability. Mm -hmm. All the guys flock to him. You know, He's got that vibe. He's got that swagger. Uh, he's good and he knows it, but he's not cocky about it at all. Very humble, very respectful young man. Um, he's going to do such big things at the next level. I'm so happy for him. Very excited for him. I do hope he ends up uh, in D.C. if my Sixers don't move up for him, <laughs> even though they don't have a draft pick. Trade everyone. You give um, us Maxi, we'll let you have Cam. How about that? Where do I sign? <laughs> that, would, that would make Wizards trades very happy, I think. Well, although, I don't know. I think they would like Cam too. But Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, Cam is definitely, I mean, he he's a superstar. He's just got that vibe. He's got the swagger. Uh, he's got the athletic. He's got the highlight plays. Um, definitely well-liked in the locker room, well-respected on campus by not only his peers, but 
the teachers, people in the administration that I talked to, um, I'll say Cam's a delight. I've met his parents at the Big East tournament. Wonderful people. Um, yeah, he's the whole package, and he's gonna he's gonna be a great fit on whatever team he goes to because he's a winner. Uh, being a local guy, I think the Wizards could also sell the idea of having Anne Arundel County Heritage Nights. We love Heritage Nights here with the Wizards, so uh, it'd be another another local opportunity for them to do that. Um, Tommy, most importantly, where can people find your work and more coverage and and hopefully have a few more prospects to send our way here uh, longer term? Thank you so much. Uh, yeah, the Big East is, is it's popping right now. It's one of the best conferences in college basketball. Uh, so much more talents coming in and out of it. So we cover it all on uh, the page that I helped found, Road to the Garden. That's at Road the Number Two the Garden on Twitter. And then you can follow my socials at Tommy Gooden Jr. on Twitter and Instagram as well. Awesome. And I will put um, all the ads in the uh, episode description here. So if you're listening to this and you want to follow uh, Tommy online, well, you'll have the easy access to do that. Tommy, thank you again. And uh, maybe we can follow up on this if he ends up a wizard and, and talk a little bit more uh, about how that fit looks. I'd love to. Awesome. All right, everybody, you know the drill. Rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. We are presented by betonline.ag, and we will check you next time. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube you know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks that's what our podcast people are the worst brings you with each episode i'm rachel And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.